The following program is pre-recorded. This is the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George, sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. And now, here's your host, Paul George. Welcome to the Paul George Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Paul George. I am a 30-year real estate agent who helps people buy, sell, and build homes in the central Ohio area. Today, we are going to talk about one of the biggest impediments of purchasing a home. Um, by the time buyers show interest in buying a home, they have an idea what they need to do. They know they need income. They know they need good credit, um, which is basically a job and good credit. And But many are challenged by the third thing that uh, a lot of them need, and that's a down payment. Uh, especially first-time home buyers, they just struggle to come up with that little bit of extra money that it takes to do a down payment. Um, so, you know, they're in this trap of, you know, they have good steady jobs. Uh, they have, you know, their lifestyle basically. But, you know, after paying all the bills and everything, they just don't have enough to left over to start a down payment uh, fund for a house, I guess to say. And you say, how can that be? And, you know, if they got a good job, how are they going to make a house payment? But it is tough to actually put something aside when you don't see it, touch it, feel it, or whatever that is. So to save for something like that is a little bit of a challenge. Um, when they do, um, they don't have the discipline sometimes to, you know, do what it takes to build on that as well, too. Unless you're really focused, it's really hard to get a down payment started when you're starting you know, when you do start your job, you're starting everything else. You start doing the adulting thing, paying insurance, paying things that you never paid for that your parents paid for. So anyway, we're going to talk about some ways to start saving for a down payment. Um, one of the other more important things, too, is that there are a lot of programs available to where you can do a very minimal down payment or sometimes no down payment at all. And that's where we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh putting those ideas together. You know, when I sit down with a buyer who is struggling to save for a down payment, um, I suggest a book. It's called The uh, Latte Factor. It's a kind of a fable. David Bach, uh, who writes on financial stuff and things, he goes through a story about a young young couple, excuse me, a young girl who gets a latte every morning. And she has conversations with this kind of this old fart like me, this wise old barista who uh, kind of tells her about uh, financial freedom. He has these three secrets about financial free freedom. Um, and it it is a good idea to read that and get ideas of how to start saving for a down payment. It's a real quick read, um, and it hits a lot of people struggling to save for a down payment because they just don't realize how a little bit of a lot a little bit of things actually make for a lot and enough for a down payment at one time. So, you know, look it up, The Latte Factor by David Bach. You can order it at thelattefactor.com or Amazon or anything like that. Uh, sometimes I've even provided for them, and they are like, yeah. It, 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 it's really telling people things they already know, but it kind of puts it in plain sight and plain words of how to go about things. Um, another thing that is... Very new, and I've been talking about this since the beginning of the year because it's come to fruition. 
Um, it's a new program by the state of Ohio. The uh, treasurer came out with the Homebuyer Plus program. Um, in a nutshell, it's a savings account that can be open at uh, participating banks or credit unions that offer enhanced interest rates that go specifically for a down payment on a home. It's really kind of a set aside, a little bit like a 529 plan that you get for your kids for college and things like that. And some of the quick benefits are that contributions can be made not only by the uh, future home buyer, but it can be made by your parents. It can be made by um, friends you invite to your wedding. It can be made by anybody. And there's a lot of benefits to it. And one of the benefits to the actual people who are um, putting the money in there is you get some preferential tax treatment for your Ohio uh, state uh, tax return. Um, it's also a lot of benefits. It, probably the main benefit is that it's unlike a um, 529 where you put money in it and it gets invested in companies. This is just a regular old savings account. If you or I go in there and make a start at opening a savings account, you may get paid two or three percent interest or so. What the state has done is they've come in and subsidized that interest rate to where it, it fluctuates with the market itself. But when I looked it up last week, it was at six and a half, six point seven five percent. So that is a pretty good incentive for you to start shoving that money away. Um, some other little details of it. You can start it with as little as a hundred dollars. Um, it has to be used within five years. So, but it can be built up to over up to a hundred thousand dollars, which would make for a significant down payment. But if you can do that much, you got all kinds of interesting things for it. Unlike, um, a lot of the down payment assistance programs and some other things, there's no income requirements. There's no special, anybody can open it. Basically, if you're a, if you uh, belong in the state of Ohio, um, if you live in the state of Ohio, you can open it. And if you are going to be the owner-occupant, you're the one that gets to use it. But again, your parents can be the ones who contribute to it. You can contribute to it. Whatever is allowable, um, uh, you know, allowable, I say, by what the state says. And they got all kinds of little things in there. But that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell. The nice thing about it, too, is that some of the lenders who are now qualified for it, I know um, we have people come to our meetings and talk about it, and they're finally starting to get on board. Tell Ohio has a program where if you open up the account with them and actually use their lender, uh, they're going to subsidize you and give you another $1,500 towards closing costs. Um, so it's something to look into. I don't want to do anything for Tell Ohio or any of the others because there's a lot of good programs for other lenders that are offering enhancements to uh, get you to go through a loan with them. But that's just one of the things that maybe will start getting you in the habit of saving. And again, you get incentivized for doing so. And when you get incentivized like that, um, you know, that's a good reason to get started uh, thinking about buying a home. If you get a chance, I do want you to understand that even though this is a radio show, this gets turned into a podcast right after the show. If you go on Apple iTunes, if you go on Spotify, if you go on uh, 98.9 The Answer and go to the homepage, you can look up the host and see the Paul George Real Estate Show. Search by the Paul George Real Estate Show and you can go back through and listen to any of the uh, episodes we've had before, not only with this one like the down payment assistance, we've also talked to insurance people and others. 
So if you get a chance, look it up. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Submit your questions for the show to Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. That's Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. And again, I'm your host, Paul George. Um, I am a real estate agent with Keller Williams Greater Columbus. If you ever need to have uh, any conversations about real estate, I am here all the time. Um, I'm local. I sit here in Columbus, just like the rest of you guys. My phone number is 614-570-2853, which is the 2853 spells out Beetle, uh, B-T-L-E, I should say, not the whole thing. But, um, my, I've got a couple of different websites. One is halfthebeatles.com and the other is paulgeorgerealestate.com. Uh, they're both the same website, but that way you can find out a lot more about me. And there's a lot of good information on there as well uh, about real estate in general. Um, it also has these episodes that we're, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about here and uh, a lot of good uh, information. I blog about every month or so. There's always a current subject that comes up, something different, but uh, I write that and I send that out to my database, but it's, it's always on my website as well. So back to down payments. Uh, today, I've invited a uh, lender. His name is Nick Steinhauer. He's from Thrive Mortgage, and he's going to help us out a little bit about a couple of different things. One is to maybe some different ways about how to start a down payment, get a down payment, but more so is to talk about some of the programs that are out there so you can get some assistance, whether it's partial assistance or for your full down payment or he might tell us about some programs that don't take any down payment. But anyway, welcome to the show, Nick. Why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell me a little bit about what you do and a little bit about Thrive. Yeah, for sure. So I am Nick with Thrive. Been there about eight years in the mortgage industry. Um, we just recently switched over to Thrive about a year ago, and we operate out of Delaware. Used to be down in the Worthington area. Um, passion around first-time homebuyers. I think that's where I like to kind of sit. They're super grateful, always ask a ton of questions, and just the hand-holding process from beginning to end is uh, one of my favorites, for sure. Well, it's interesting because you're younger than I am, and <laughs> my wife has told me many a times that she sees my attitude um, because I have a lot of second, third, fourth-time clients who are very nice and very well um, 
appreciative, I guess. I don't know if that's the right words or not, but when I get a first time home buyer, there's says you get a little more of a skip in your step just because of people actually want to hear the old farts wisdom like me, I guess to say sometimes, <laughs> but they appreciate it, I guess more so. And I, I think that's what I'm hearing you say as well, too. That's exactly right. Um, you know, our industries are very intertwined. You know, I find people homes, you finance them and the people who finance them usually want some collateral, I guess to say. And generally that collateral is to have some skin in the game, which is a good job and good credit and a down payment. That's right. You know, many people have two, but they struggle to get to the down payment. Uh, the two things, you know, the good job and the good credit. We get a lot of people who are in that situation. But again, I talked about it earlier about how much of a challenge it is to mm. get that down payment. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about what it takes for a down payment and specifically talk about some of the programs. If you can just go through the different types of loans they are, maybe the different types of down sure. payments that are needed for those. Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. Affordability is a huge issue right now in terms of just a, the ability of folks to you know, gather enough funds for that out of pocket. When it comes to conventional financing, so that would be for the individuals with the strong credit scores, you know, 700 plus, your minimum is 3%. A lot of people think that they need 20% down. That's not the case. With conventional financing, 3% is the minimum. Um, traditionally, folks, when they go conventional, they're putting down 5% or so. And I just want to interject here because of we run into so many first-time home buyers that get their their first advice comes from their parents, and their parents say you got to put twenty percent down so you don't have this mortgage insurance thing or you don't have things have changed since then, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure you kind of go into some of the ins and outs of that as sure. well. Um, but back to okay, so you need three percent, five percent, and yep. three to on. five percent for conventional is the minimum typically, um, and then you're looking at the government loans like FHA. It, that does not stand for first-time home buyer. A lot of people confuse mm -hmm. FHA mm -hmm. with first-time home buyer, um, but that is a three and a half percent down loan with the government. Then you have VA, that is actually zero percent. So you do not need any out-of-pocket from a down payment perspective. Now there are closing costs and prepaids, but the down payment itself on VA is zero. And then you also have the USDA rural loan. That one is for more, you know, out in the the less suburban, more rural parts of the country. Those also require just 0%, which is nice. With that, you know, we kind of skimmed over that a little bit. What's the difference between a conventional and why would somebody go conventional if they're putting 3% down? Or why would they go with FHA if they're putting 35 Why would they go with, I mean, is it required? There's so many nuances. No money? Well, yeah, no, it's a good question, though. Cause, and I can, I can sum it up really as the lo any loan officer, their main job is to put them into the program that fits the buyer's need. When it comes to deciding between FHA and conventional, the gap has has shrunk between which one typically makes the most sense. But in most cases, generally speaking, stronger credit scores would want to go towards the conventional financing route. Um, in a lot of cases, the mortgage insurance on that product that they are putting the minimum down is better relative to FHA. So long story short, conventional PMI or that mortgage insurance that we talked about, it fluctuates depending on where your credit scores are, number of buyers, how much you put down, et cetera. So in certain cases, that can be a lot more favorable than FHA, which just has a blanket percentage that char they charge for that monthly mortgage insurance. And I don't want to go over people's heads because of when they start the first time, they say, what in the world is mortgage insurance? Why right. do I need that? Right. Want me to explain uh, that? Yeah, for sure. If you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So 
think of mortgage insurance as the buyer insuring the lender. So it is not a buyer's benefit per se. It's really a benefit to the lender that the, that the buyer of the home finances. But what you're essentially doing is in the event you can, you foreclose on that house, the, there is an insurance provider that makes the lender whole. So long story short, that is essentially what that mortgage insurance is, is the buyer for the benefit of being able to put a minimum amount down, like three to three and a half percent, they have this additional mortgage insurance in the event they did, they go into foreclosure. And you kind of mentioned on a conventional loan, there seems to be a lot more dynamics as to how that is computed. Exactly. Maybe go into a little bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. Too. So really, you know, if you're, if you're looking in the mid 600 range on your credit score, the lender will likely push you into the FHA program just because the financing terms are going to be significantly better on that mortgage insurance um, because conventional just charges through the nose when you start to get into more, uh, I guess, less acceptable credit scores. But when you start to get into the 740, 760, 780, 800, that PMI, look, it's a lot less risky of a loan from the lender's perspective. So they charge a lot less for that mortgage insurance, which tips the scale into the favor of that conventional loan. Does it, on a conventional loan, does it stair-step at all if, okay, I've got more than 3% down, if I put 5% or 10% or 15%, Great question. how does that work? Yeah, there's a ton of flexibility when it comes to how you pay that PMI. A lot of people think it's just monthly, but if you start to put down, if you start talking about putting 5 10 15%, you can do a single premium where you pay it all up front, and there's some savings there. Um, and additionally, to your point, the the cost of that insurance does stair step down as you put larger 5% increments. Just because they have less risk there. You got it. So with that being said, the way the housing market has gone in Columbus, we are appreciating, let's just say 7% a year. And you put down 15% and you still have a little bit of a mortgage insurance that you're paying on top of your principal interest taxes and insurance and mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. Is there any way to get rid of that mortgage insurance? Absolutely. Yeah. So how, when you, how does that work? Yeah. So two ways. One, it can automatically fall off once your loan reaches a 78% loan to value. So the relationship of how much you still have on that principal versus the price of the home. You can also have it manually removed if you believe that your appreciation has gone to a place where you're actually at 80% or less. And so that is just you work with your servicer, your loan servicer, and you request that appraiser to go out there, value the home, and they'll do the computation. And if you have that 80% or lower loan to value, they'll eliminate that mortgage insurance, which we've seen a lot of people do over the last couple of years, especially here in central Ohio, when homes have appreciated significantly. Hey, guys, if you're just tuning in, this is the Paul George Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Paul George, and I'm talking with Nick Steinhauer from Thrive Mortgage, and we're talking about some down payment assistance and down payment intricacies, I guess, to say how you can get rid of um, or actually get more equity in your house after a certain time period. And the reason I say that is because of you. what we're talking about here is I usually get that first initial phone call from somebody who's had mortgage insurance of a house they may have bought two, three years ago. And they will give me a holler, or a lot of times I have a little reminder I send out. It gives me an excuse to give them a call saying, hey, have you guys done anything to your house or you do, um, or you're in a hot area? You know, you put down 10%, the bank or your servicers, in my calculation, say you now have 20% equity in this house. 
now's a time that we should go ask them to get rid of this stuff. And it's basically a formal process of getting an appraisal. That's exactly right. Okay. And then it just goes away, I guess. After It just that. goes away. Yep. So I bring that up because of the way the market has been expanding. And one of my shows before is about the taxes going up. You know, people are complaining about their property taxes going up. And when they're going up, they're complaining about, you know, okay, I've got to pay all this extra tax. And the reason is because your house is more valuable than it was when you bought it. Right. So one of the ways if you put down less than 20% and you're paying that mortgage insurance, you can offset your new property taxes by getting rid of that mortgage insurance. And those are the kind of conversations that you need to have and I need to have with you to see if that makes sense. And again, if I'm good at what I do, I try to remind you before that comes up. Uh, but that's one of the situations where there's you need to have somebody on your side to kind of look out. A good lender does that as well, too. I know a lot of the lenders have it in their file that if somebody puts less than 20 percent down, you guys will give them a call and say either it's time to refinance or it's time to, you know, and when we were doing lower mortgages, I know you guys were calling people saying we can get rid of your PMI yeah. and also lo lower your payment. And again, one of our first shows was, you know, date the rate and marry the house. And this is, has to do with it uh, getting your rate changed or getting your payment lowered a little bit. So, again, I just wanted to reiterate to people that um, you're not stuck with a 20 percent down payment. Um, you talked about FHA. Are the rates very similar on conventional FHA, VA, those kind of things? Yeah, great question. What we typically see and I'm only speaking from my circumstances, is government loans tend to have stronger interest rates. Where we start to see that breakdown is with, or when we start to compare them to each other, it's the PMI that really drives FHA as not being as favorable in certain cases. But the interest rate, especially on FHA, VA, USDA, tends to be anywhere from like a quarter to a half percent lower than the prevailing conventional rate. How about, you know, the other part of bringing a down payment is closing costs. Mm -hmm. And what are closing cost differences between a conventional FHA, VA? Yeah, great question. Out of pocket, there are no major differences. Now there are, and this is getting super nuanced, but there are some funding fees on some of those government loans yep. that typically get financed into the loan. That's probably for another show. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some, some you know, under the covers financing fees that the lender will explain to you on those government loans, but in terms of your true out-of-pocket prepaid closing costs, very similar between all three. And again, that's why you guys need to talk to Nick about which program is right for you. If you're looking for a payment, sometimes you can manipulate interest rates and closing costs to make it so your payment fits. And, you know, one of the challenges I know that I have in this market for first-time homebuyers is there's a lot of them out there. And when there's a lot of first-time homebuyers out there, it's very competitive. And unfortunately, the people who need to get into homes the most, especially affordable homes, are ones that have to go through some of this financing. Any strategies you can come up with that would make a FHA buyer look as attractive to, as a conventional buyer when they have to be competing against each other? Yeah, what we typically do is we like to have a conversation with the agents involved. So both mm -hmm. on the listing side and the seller side, or I'm sorry, the listing agent and the buyer side, um, I'll letting them know, hey, you know, this buyer is a strong buyer, even though they're going with this government loan like FHA or VA. Um, it just makes more financial sense for them 
relative to conventional. Now, what their hesitation is always around is whether the home is going to appraise based on, based on the FHA standards. And we go over that. Like we have a one pager that we send to our listing agents like, hey, if, if any of these things are failing in this house, then it will trigger an issue on the FHA side. But if they're but if the house is fine and kept in good condition, you have nothing to worry about with this buyer on the appraisal side as well as the FHA side. And again, now I'm going to play the listing agent here. If I had both of them, um, one of the other challenges I have is inspections. You know, I don't know why, but it's automatically triggered in a seller's mind that if you do an FHA, they're going to come in and inspect the house and over inspect it, so to speak. What are the differences when it comes to that? Are there certain things they have to look out for? Yeah. Do you mean on the appraisal side? Correct. Yeah, exactly. There there are specific guidelines that FHA and VA in particular require versus the conventional standards. Like a conventional has significantly fewer guardrails. FHA not so much. <laughs> but but they they are like, you know, is our handrails missing? Is there chipping paint on the outside? It's really to protect the buyer, all things considered. So if you've got a house that's, you know, needs some work and the outside has some chipping paint, you're going to need that scraped and repainted to seal that wood from getting, and you know, exposed it, to the elements. It, it's safety items. It is. And it is. Most sellers I know would want to have that done anyway. It's just right. things they overlooked or they didn't know and things like that. So if a seller really wants to get something done and a buyer comes back and says, okay, we're happy with the inspection, but all of a sudden the appraisal comes back and says that, you know, there's no handrail on the staircase that goes down to the, and the seller's going to say, well, shoot, if I would have known that, I would have put that up before. So it's not that big of a deal. It's a lot in the presentation. Correct. One of the things I like about you is that you will call the listing agent and talk to them about these little intricacies and things like that, that goes through with that. So when we come back, let's talk about some specific programs that first-time homebuyers can find. Visit the Paul George Real Estate Group at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. And again, I'm your host, Paul George. I'm here today with Nick Steinhauer from Thrive Mortgage. And we were talking about first-time homebuyers, down payments, down payment assistance, all those fun things that, uh, you know, start coming up when you start thinking about purchasing a home. Um, before we get back to the subject, I always like to try to get to know my guests a little bit better. And Okay, Nick, here it comes. Oh, Tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do for fun? What do you guys do? I love your company because you guys are on top of all the fun stuff that's going on in the city, <laughs> it seems like. so. Yeah, so um, per, I'll start with the professional side. Um, I have been with Craig King, my business partner, for my entire career. I learned from the best. He's been in the industry, gosh, almost 15 years at this point. Um, so learn from him. It was like a baptism by fire, and uh, we've been side by side, you know, uh, managing this business together, growing it. Um, as you know, we're all about the market. We love the market news. We love keeping both our realtor partners and our clients engaged in terms of like what's going on in the marketplace. So big fan. And we just did our big event in January. Um, we called it Rise and Thrive. And we had about 120 peers in the industry downtown to uh, the stadium to listen to some speakers from literally around the globe. And we had such such a good time. If anybody missed it, it'll be back for 2025. And you had it at lower.com. We did. You? We oh, did. It's kind of a neat venue in itself. It was a beautiful space. Yep. Beautiful space. And then, uh, so then 
personally, um, I am a girl dad of three beautiful daughters. Oh my! So I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, eight, um, eight, eleven, and fourteen. Um, try people always ask you, you try to get them into the mortgage industry. Probably not. I'm going to try to keep them <laughs> as far away as possible. Um, but they, uh, they're our pride and joy. So my wife and I are just blessed to have our three daughters. And uh, my wife, Ashley, she is incredible. She's like the business, uh, marketing guru. So if you follow me on Instagram and, and Facebook, she is the, uh, the brains behind all the marketing. So. How does she have time to do it with the three girls? She she homeschools them too. Oh so she gosh. does it all. Like oh, literally, I thought I was coverage, busy. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I tell people that all the time. <laughs> I tell people that all, it's true. When you, I mean, I I significantly outkick my coverage. But yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. That's what I like to hear. That's why I have good people on the show. <laughs> so, hey, one question I always ask everybody that uh, comes on the show. You know, um, if there was one. Thing, one talent you could learn instantly. You didn't have to train for it. You didn't have to do it. I mean, what kind of talent would you wish you had? Wow, that is a deep question. Deep. I, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm currently amazed at communication. Okay, so I just started a couple, I'd say nine months ago, trying to really, you know, take off on the content creation side and. I'm I'm realizing the importance of just being a strong communicator and I so I'm challenging myself in 2024 to really kind of hone in on that and figure out how to be even better. But if I could snap my fingers and be the most amazing communicator, um I think that's what I would probably do and that's not just from a personal per, you know, not from a professional perspective but just personally. I just feel like when I sit, when I'm in a room with somebody who communicates well, my jaw just drops and I'm I'm finding that it's underappreciated. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more, and I've got a book for you, by the way. Excellent. You that afterwards. Excellent. But it's one of many, but uh, it's, it's funny. There seems to be a theme of like that when I'm asking people this. I mean, the last uh, Robin from FCON Homes last week, she was talking about focus, and that's kind of the same thing is when you can communicate somebody, you can focus and look at them straight in the eye and stay in the moment, and I think that's part of communication is actually communicating with the people that you're actually engaging in. So Correct. anyway, let's get back to our topic. Um, one of the things, you know, about down payments, we talked about some of the programs and things like that. As a lender, though, when people approach you, where do you see their down payments coming from? Is it self-savings? Is it gifts? Is it what is it? Predominantly, folks are are requiring that down payment assistance. So I've got a lot of clients um, a disproportionate amount of them lately, it feels like in the last year or so, who do need some form of assistance. Uh, traditionally, it is savings, but we are seeing a lot of folks who are also receiving gifts from relatives. Okay. Those are the three big ones. And going back to the three different kinds of programs, um, are gifts allowed in a conventional loan, an FHA yeah. loan, and a VA loan? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. There are some stipulations when you start talking about distant relatives on certain programs but as long as there's some you know blood <laughs> yeah. connection you're typically okay on all those programs with that and again taking another step back are sellers are they allowed to contribute towards a down payment towards co closing costs in each of those right. three different things yeah so last year as you probably are you know super aware it was contributions from sellers were few and far between but 
once things started to slow down at the end of last year, um, we started to see seller contributions come back in a meaningful way and being negotiated into contracts. Um, so, yeah, we definitely see those come back. They are allowed on every loan type. There are limits in terms of how how big those can be. I I seldom see people hit those limits. I mean, you'd have to get pretty excessive. But long story short, 3% is the max contribution on conventional um, if you're putting less than 10% down. And then it's 6% on FHA. And one of the conversations I have with people is because of a lot of times what happens is, is that the price of the house gets bumped up a little bit. So the seller is not netting anything different. And we always have that conversation, especially when the buyers have the conversations with their parents. But it all comes down to payment again and how much money you need to bring to closing. And if the house appraises, who cares? Um, I hate to say it that way, but it's more of, you know, if I can stay within this mortgage insurance and this payment and this type of thing by paying 3000 more on the house than I normally would have because the seller's paying some of those closing costs, the lenders allow that to happen. They don't allow you just to give you money or anything like that, but they will allow you to put it towards some costs that you may have. And again, that's one of those tough conversations that we try to make it simpler for you. And at the end of the day, again, it comes down to what's your payment. And it doesn't matter what the price of the house is. And people sometimes have to get over that. And that's part of our sellers have to get over that sometimes, too. I've had sellers where they're, well, if they can't afford this, then why are they doing that? I said, what do you care? You're getting this much money out of the house. So it's one of those where we just have to educate people a little bit more than what may be on the outside, I guess, to say. Right. So let's get into some of the nitty gritty. You talk about some of the down payment assistance, and it seems like, I hate to say it this way, everybody and their brother has some sort of down payment assistance. But, you know, Homeport has a great program. Um they do some down payment assistance. We're there with the county. They will f- help people with down payments. But I hate to say it this way. There are so many restraints. You have to fit into a certain box with them. It just makes it really difficult. And I think, unfortunately, some people get shied away from them because there's other alternatives. Right. Why don't you go over some of the alternatives and maybe some of the more popular ones where sure. what down payment assistance is, where they can get it, how much they can get. Yeah, Absolutely. The the big one in the state of Ohio is through the Ohio Housing and Finance Agency, or shortened to OFA. That one, not to be confused with FHA, so OFA is its own entity here on, uh, statewide. Um, so Cincinnati to Columbus to Cleveland and everywhere in between can take advantage of the program. It, they offer assisted and unassisted rates on uh, or programs for individuals that cover any loan type, so conventional, VA, FHA, USDA. So a lot of people think that OFA is a loan type. It's not. It's really just the assistance that layers on top of any normal loan type, any conforming loan like conventional FHA, VA. Okay. How much? So (laughs) you can go between, they offer two and a half and 5% in assistance off of the purchase price. That can go towards your down payment. It can go towards the closing costs and the prepaids. There are no rate buy-downs with OFA. So you're not going to have any fees to get a lower rate. Those rates are released every weekday when they're in business and those come directly from OFA. So if no matter the lender, you're going to have the same rate if for, you know, at a product level, um, no matter the lender you go to. So just logistically, I guess to say a first time home buyer doesn't go to OFA. They go to a lender and the lender 
puts them in touch with That's open exactly house right. network. Yeah, yeah, so I basically am the middleman, uh, ba- uh, hand-holding that individual from contract to close. We communicate on the lender side with OFA. There are a few things that the buyer will have to do with respect to OFA. Those two things would be um, an online course, very, very simple, does not take long. They can do it at the in their PJs that they want to. Mm-hmm. Then there's also a 45-minute counseling call with one of the OFA specialists just, again, to make sure they're, they know what they're getting themselves into and preparing them for homeownership. Those are really their two engagements with OFA. The balance is really still between the lender. They wouldn't know otherwise. And when I'm a seller, do I see, does it, is it any different to a seller if somebody uses an OFA subsidized loan or not? It should not be. The only thing they, they sign an extra piece of paper at closing, but that's it. Like they, they would have no other, no idea that they were going through that program. And, and again, I have people on because I learn something new every time. And you said the, it's available on a convention, conventional loan as That's well? That's correct. Yep. Conventional, all of them. So that appraisal contingency, it's written in all the contracts, but FHA has their own separate appraisal contingency on there. That's not in there on the OFA loan. Is that correct? That's Other correct. Other than no, the, within the contract? A, you're exactly right. So you have the down payment. You have the down payment assistance. What other can you not make more than, you know, $10 an hour? Can yes. you, is it for everybody, anybody? Great Are there question. limits to things like that? Yeah. So this program is super extensive. It, the, the two biggest buckets that you want to watch out for are purchase price and income limits. The purchase price, traditionally, no one's going to even get close. But here in Franklin County, it's at 498 220 If we still have major appreciation, we might get there on average, but most of the time, if you're looking at down payment assistance, you're not targeting a close to $500,000 price. Um, income well, limits. It, it, again, I just wanted to, I, again, I'm yeah. learning something new. Yeah. You can get down payment assistance if you can qualify for a $500,000 house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can qualify for the payment on a $500,000 house. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> but like I said, that's I. they don't go that high. And, yeah. the, and the income and those limits have changed frequently. The there are income limits, like you mentioned, those are the two biggest ones. So for individuals that are one to two person households, you're looking at one hundred and twenty one thousand three twenty for income for the individuals qualifying on the loan for families of three or more. It's up to one forty one five forty. So you can make, you know, a family of four could make close to one hundred and forty one thousand five forty and still get down payment assistance up to five percent of the purchase price. And again, this. I'm just still boggled by this. Uh, it almost sounds too good to be true. So they can get up to 5% on a $300,000 home. If they make less than 141,000, they have three, three person household. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. And have- we only go off of the individuals on the loan. So if, if it's a married couple and both work, but we can qualify one for the house and they make less than 141, then they're good to go. So it's just off the individuals on the actual loan. Again, if you guys are just tuning in, this is the Paul George Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Paul George, and I'm talking with Nick Steinhauer with Thrive Mortgage about some down payment assistance programs. It's a big eye-opener for me. All right, so they give you 5% down, and you make 141. Do they come back and say, hey, we want the money back? That's right. There's some caveats. Okay, okay so we haven't got to those yet. So on the traditional loan that they do for, for the down payment assistance, you're looking at a seven-year period of time that you have to hold on to that loan. 
Now you can refinance it through OFA, but if you sell the house and get rid of that loan and you do not refinance it through OFA, you owe that entire assistance back. So you're held to, you know, a standard of holding onto that loan for a while through OFA. Additionally, the interest rates are higher. Okay. So you are going to be paying for this through the mortgage as long as you hold that thing. I see. But if I think this out to, let's say a situation comes up where, um, I've been in the house three and a half, four years and I get this great job transfer, I guess to say, and I have to sell the house after three years, I'm thinking the house is going to appreciate enough to cover that difference. Do you have to pay the whole thing back? You do. Or is it a portion or? Okay. Yeah. On the, on the, on this particular product, the row for the down payment assistance one, there's, they have other ones that we can talk about, but this one in particular, there is that seven year where you, even if you stayed in it for six years and 300 days, you got to pay that whole thing back if you sell it. Okay. So, and the average time somebody's been staying in a house, by the way, it just looked it up. It's up to almost 10 years now. Wow. Used to be seven. So yeah. you're going to be average if you're staying here is that long. And if you're selling, the only reason you're selling is because you're making a bunch of money on the house to begin with. So Correct. Correct. Anyway, before I get into some more questions and some more programs, um, I just want to remind everybody that, um, first of all, give us a like on Facebook. Look up the Paul George Group on Facebook and give us a like and maybe follow us there. Same thing on, heck, we're on LinkedIn. We're on everything, I think. Uh, Twitter. Yep, we're on Twitter as well. Paul George Real Estate Show. But Facebook is probably the main thing. We get some good information out. We remind you of this show as well. Um, one of the other things that I like to talk about is I usually give home buyers, home sellers kind of a tip of the week. And, you know, since we got a few seconds left here, Nick, if, if you had to give a first time home buyer who doesn't have any, they have nothing for a down payment yet. They're just starting in their job. What would be some of your quickest advice to get them started down that path? What would be the first thing that you would tell them? I would start exploring different options just to, just to know that you have the option of taking out funds from a 401k if you want to. You have you know, definitely reach out to relatives. I think it's important to lean on family mm-hmm. if you're short because I, I do, while the down payment assistance programs are great, I do like seeing folks get into homes bringing their own funds. Well, it's a little and, bit of ownership in their plate. Yeah, and I agree. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but I'm going to ask you some real quick hit questions after that as well too since we just had a little bit of time left we'll be right back Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise in ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. 
Submit your questions for the show to Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. That's Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. And again, I'm your host, Paul George, and I am here today with Nick Steinhauer from Thrive Mortgage. And we were talking about getting money together for a down payment or some down payment assistance programs and uh, any way to get started down the home buying process, um, trying to take down some of those barriers that it takes to get started. Um, he talked about a couple of things. I want to make sure we talk about some of these conversations with the parents and some of the others. But before we get into that, I always like to give uh, home buyers or home sellers kind of a tip of the week. And this one I'm trying to keep in line with what we are talking about here. When I actually started, I guess, started making a living, I guess to say, um, I still had my college habits of when I got money, I spent it. And now with technology and things like that, one of the best ways for me to actually save money was just have it automatically deducted, meaning that you don't see the money going out. You know, I, I talk about uh, the book, The Latte Factor, and, you know, you spend five bucks at a Starbucks you know, get something that you can just click and put it into an account, maybe the home buyer um, plus account we were talking about a little bit. Just have that. And you guys will be amazed at how quickly that just goes up. You know, my son and my wife both have two Netflix accounts. And it's kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? Save the 20 bucks or whatever it is. I don't even know. I just oh, there's another one on the Discover bill. Um, but automatically, instead of once you do that, now have it diverted over into a savings account. You will be just amazed at how quickly that adds up. So anyway, I'm back again with Nick, and we were talking a little bit about some down payment assistance. And one of the conversations I have with people when they talk about it is that uh, a lot of first-time homebuyers say, I think my parents were thinking about doing this, but they just they have a hard time having that awkward conversation. They want to do something for them, but they don't want to say, here's $100,000 or here's $10,000 or here's whatever. The buyers have to be aware to say that as part of our down payment, I think you guys were thinking about this. We need to have that conversation about what it is. And your lender needs to know about it as well. So you put that in with the whole package and you, they come up with the best ideas and the ways to come about uh, coming up with that down payment and how much it is what it means. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talked about OFA and some of the down payment assistance programs. I just had a nurse, uh, emergency room nurse purchase a home and she didn't know there was a little bonus or something like that. And I know there's a ton of programs for specialized uh, industries and things. Tell me about some of those, yeah. Nick, that you know of. Absolutely. That are available, some specialized professions, I yeah. guess. Through OFA, they actually have the Ohio Heroes Program that's for teachers. It can be for individuals like physicians, STNAs, nurses. Um, they also are able to be leveraged through firefighters, police, all that. So, um, and veterans too. So that's one I kind of tend to forget about, but veterans also can take advantage of Ohio Heroes. And that program offers a quarter percent lower rate relative oh. to the other OFA products for um, down payment assistance. And in a lot of cases, which we didn't really mention much about this, but OFA actually offers unassisted loans. So you can be a, a nurse who actually has their own down payment. You can leverage OFA's unassisted loan and actually get a stronger rate than what you might actually have on the open market 
with a standard conventional or standard FHA rate. So we like to look for those arbitrage opportunities where okay. sometimes maybe this OFA unassisted loan is actually better for people. Are there actual down payment here? We're going to give you a thousand dollars. I know, I think it's AEP actually had a matching situation with one of them. Do any those, of those may be specific well? to, yeah, those may be specific to individuals. I know Ohio state has, tr- we've done a few loans through them who, who they've offered certain grants for employees so it just depends on who the employer is as to whether or not. But there, as far as I know, there's no statewide, like, here's an extra $1,000 to help with your down payment, Mr. and Mrs. Police Officer. Yeah, my nurse friend, I, I saw it. It was a $1,000 credit right on her right. statement, and it must have been from her lender or somebody. I'm not sure where it came from, but she didn't know that was even available, and somehow that came up, and she said, well, I'll ask. There you go. And I said, always ask. Always, always ask, ask. Always ask. So... One of the other things that I think is interesting is that Columbus is going through a um, they're going to be rezoning a lot of different places. And part of that rezoning kind of buried in the rezoning. It's not in fruition yet. Is there's going to be many more um, areas where they're doing tax abatements? And I bring that up because of I've got somebody looking at I think it's in Groveport or Obet's one of the two. There's a tax abated area there. Do you guys qualify people when the taxes are going to be abated for 10 years using that tax or are you doing on the future tax? And this is real yeah. specific because this is really personal for me because <laughs> I've got somebody looking at this situation. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. So we um, it, we really just care about the three-year window. Okay, and so if it's going to be tax abated for the next 10, then your lender likely can use that lower tax abated property tax rate. And – and again, if you are a buyer and you are specific areas, I know I've got a house that I'm going to be listing. It's in, it's on Fifth Street, which is kind of the short north. They've been tax abated for 10 years, and now they're going to be extending it for another five years. So it's a selling point for somebody that's coming in. But that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask yeah. you, can I advertise it as such that, <laughs> hey, 100%. I don't have to pay taxes on this, or you just have to pay on land only or so. Right. So, um you know, again, we got pages and pages and pages and stuff, but like I did last week, I screwed up and didn't get all the information out. So <laughs> I want to give you a chance, Nick, to tell people about how they can find Thrive Mortgage, how they can find you, and maybe some, again, some, uh, I guess, information on best way to track you down. Yeah, for sure. So our website is thrive-ohio.com. Um, you can find out more about Craig and myself on that Website. We're also big, big, big proponents of our Instagram handles. Um, mine is Nick N I C K dot Steinhauer S T E I N H A U E R. That's on Instagram. Would love to follow. We put out content all the time for first time home buyers as well as agents, insurance folks, the whole nine. So you can find us there. Love to see you. I kind of messed around on your Instagram, and more than you, it's more informative than anything. I was shocked at how much information you have. Again, especially for first-time home buyers. That means a lot. And honestly, that's one of the questions. Well, that's one of the reasons why you're here. Excellent. Uh, so Excellent. I just think I'm all about education, and I think you are as well too. So, again, if you are a first-time home buyer, second-time home buyer, have a conversation. We will put you in the right direction of what might work out best for you in your personal situation. We will see you next week, and we'll see you. This has been the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group.
opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Paul George Real Estate Show. And follow Paul online at paulgeorgerealestate.com.